from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Just got a message from Rex. He goes, Ken, how could you say Stetson Bennett is a better college quarterback than Tim Tebow? Was Stetson Bennett a three-time Heisman finalist? No. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. And, and they won the same amount of national championships. But again, Tim Tebow didn't go back-to-back, and Stetson Bennett is an objectively better quarterback than Tim Tebow is. Well, now, he, no, he's not. He's he, not, though. He's not. Stetson Bennett would throw Tim Tebow out of the water. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. His arm is better than Tim Tebow. His arm is better than His Tim Tebow, His throwing mechanics are nine million times better than Tim but Tebow. Tim, His accuracy is... Not even in the same stratosphere he, as Tim Tebow. You don't got to be accurate when them dudes running wide open. And he's, his, he's not that accurate. There's a reason why he was struggling to keep his own job there. I just don't understand. Uh, he shouldn't even be doing this with Stetson yeah, and yeah, Tim yeah, Tebow. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why Here, do I keep on entertaining him? That's my fault, Stone. <laughs> here's, where, here's where I will humble myself a bit. I don't believe Stetson Bennett should have been at the Heisman ceremony. That should have been Hendon Hooker. Yes, that it should, should have. not have been Stetson Bennett. So this is where I maybe fight my own stance with, <laughs> with a, a, a stance that, that undercuts what I've been <laughs> trying to preach. So, no, I don't think Stetson Bennett should have been in New York. If you were drafting college quarterbacks from this college football season, how far do you go until you pick Stetson Bennett? You're drafting him in a vacuum. Second round. I don't know how many teams we. How many, how many, <laughs> what does is, what is the first round look like? What does the first round look like? I mean, I would arguably, though, again, Tim Tebow was extremely system oriented, one dimensional, ran a gimmick offense. Urban Meyer's system, Florida though. offense was gimmick offense, and he ran it well, but Stetson Bennett's running an NFL pro style offense. For the last two years, and he won 29 games and two national championships doing it. That's all I'm saying. It's a pro-style offense because he's surrounded by so many pros. I mean, how many pros came off those Urban Meyer Florida teams? A good number. A ton. Yeah, a ton. A good number. But also, like, Tim Tebow was the engine of that offense. Like, Tim Tebow, that offense went on Tim Tebow. Wait, Stone, who is the engine of George's offense? Technically, it's going to be Stetson if you want to call it because he's the quarterback. But I mean, Brock yeah. Bowers, Dar- Darnell Washington, the running back that they have. I, 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 it's a good argument, Ken. I think I, collectively, it, Stetson Bennett is a higher percentage of that engine than anybody else on that team. But not like Tim Tebow was. Tim Tebow was literally the offense. But, and, but this is the whole point of why we shouldn't even be arguing okay, this. I'm sorry, because right. we're talking about it. We just already said it was a gimmick <laughs> offense. I keep sucking you into my trap. Tim Tebow throws the ball 15 times a game. We just watched Stetson Bennett let that thing fly on the biggest stage. We just shouldn't even be comparing the two. Yeah. Yeah. We I, shouldn't. I just. I think either, both of them would think it's disrespectful to, to both Stetson of them. That's having like, this hey, conversation. Who would you rather have, Bo Nix or Stetson Bennett? Uh, I can't answer that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But well, I don't and know. Bo Nix is not. Is he a top 10 college quarterback this year? But if Bo Nix was playing for Georgia, they would have gone back to yes, back yes, to back yes, to back. Yes. Bo Nix would elevate Georgia. By the way. Did Tim Tebow do this? This according to ESPN <laughs> stats and info. I'm going to guess no. I'm Stetson guess. Bennett, the third quarterback to rush for multiple touchdowns in a BCS or college football championship game, Ooh. joining Vince Young and Craig Krenzel. Wow. I don't see Tebow's name there. 
I don't, I don't see, see Tim Tebow's name. I don't name see there. Tebow's name. Yeah, and I, honestly, I don't think Tim Tebow has ever gotten to 21 miles per hour as far as when he ran the ball, like Stetson Bennett mm. did last night on his first rushing touchdown. Mm. Yeah, but he runs clear through guys. <laughs> he just now. I also wonder though. Have we asked each other who we're taking? If you had to take us, and let's let's say we're leading this Georgia Bulldogs team, like who are you taking? I'm, I'm I, taking I'm taking Tim Tebow. I'm taking Tim Tebow as well. I like I can't, I can't even consider if you're giving me Tim Tebow in Stetson college football, Bennett. <laughs> I didn't wake up looking for this fight. But now that it's in front of I woke up wanting to rip Stetson Bennett because I can't stand his facial so did features. I. Like I just can't stand Do you remember so annoying, the but pass? now. Okay, this was a first half pass. We probably all saw it. It was to Darnell Washington over the middle, and Darnell Washington gets tripped up like ten yards out from the end zone. Yes. If Stetson throws that on target, Darnell Washington is walking into the end zone, but he throws it. Too oh, we're high, gonna do this thing that we do with two where behind we nitpick the, every no, single throw. Throw. This was like a 15, 20 yard throw. It was right there over the middle. He throws it too high, a little bit behind him. He has to jump and go catch it. And what then about the guy every other throw Stetson Bennett made last I'm night? I'm not saying he's a five to seven game. I know. I'm not. What are you doing? We're I'm talking not, about with nine forty-seven so, left on the so clock. So was he better than Tim Tebow? Then all I'm saying is no. This was earlier in the game. All I'm saying is Tim Tebow could have made those wide open throws to these better athletes who are one on one with these TCU defensive backs who were getting torched by Big Twelve scrubs. That's all I'm saying. That TCU defense had been getting torched by teams all throughout. They were the runner-up in the Big 12, I'm gonna, and now we're crowning Stetson Bennett because he threw some wide-open dudes touchdowns. The next thing we need to do is see if Stetson Bennett can hit a curveball because if he can, then he is better than Tim <laughs> Tebow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Voss, uh, and we've been asking, when did you ditch the national championship game? What did you watch in place of it, or what did you do in place of that once you turned it off? Uh, for example, I made it to halftime 38-7. to I was out. And so I watched Ridiculousness, uh, hour 16 of the day on MTV. Uh, I watched Ridiculousness, Rob Deerdeck, Chanel West Coast, shout out, congrats on the baby. We watched some, uh, some Ridiculousness. Now, now Stone at halftime just handed, he didn't want the pressure anymore. He didn't want the responsibility. He was tired. He had flown back from Texas. He just said, hey, he said, hey, baby, he gave, he gave the remote to Jess, and Jess watched Love Island, and so Stone, that's what he did the rest of the night. And Theo was uh, on a double date, and so he watched a little bit first quarter, second quarter a little bit, and then that was it. That was it. It was on to, on to, to hanging out with his people. Voss tweets, I didn't watch it. I watched the Prince Harry 60 Minutes interview on CNN. Wow. Do we, this is a legitimate question. Do we care? about Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, and the spat with the royal family, because it's everywhere. You've got Michael Dam Strahan talking with Prince Harry on Good Morning America. Like, how much more of this do we need? When does that book finally come out? Because I'm, or the the documentary or whatever, because I can only hear so much. Oh, Meghan Markle, um, uh, what's the the princess's name? Uh, Prince William's wife, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kate, 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 Kate. Yeah, Princess mm-hmm. Kate made um, made made Meghan Markle cry a couple of days before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Prince William um, s- uh, pushed Prince Harry. Uh, they don't talk to one another. Uh, they 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 uh, were were shunned by the royal family. How much of this like? How much of this more can we take? Isn't this the same two people that said they care about their privacy and they want? to be respected in the media and stuff. And here they are on every single platform doing as many interviews as they possibly can. They're trying to sell a book. It's capitalism, man. You come to America, you got to make some money. Give money, dog. They got cut off. The royal family cut them off, so he's got to do these things. But, like, (laughs) I want to feel bad for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. But I also, I don't think I can do this anymore. I I don't care. 
I don't, I can't believe so my fiance actually watched like the whole I think something dropped on Netflix it was a docu series yeah, yeah, yeah. they or something. had a whole docu series like multiple episodes and I told her I was like I will not watch a second yeah, of that I'll watch the Love pass. Island I'll do the married or fiance or whatever yeah. I will not watch a second I just couldn't give a damn about the royal family or whoever they uh, are what I'll say is like relation. Prince Harry I support you I support you you're the you're the normal person out of the royal family I get yeah. it I get it right but just just handle this elsewhere now. Let me have my my sixty minutes, my good morning. Like, I when, guess it's not for us though. I guess not. It is, but when Michael Strahan is an exclusive interview, Prince Harry with Michael Strahan, I get enough already. My like my two worlds have intersected here, right? Yeah, and it was weird, and I don't like it. Will we even want to do like? Let's say hypothetically, and I know we would have to do it. Send T.J. Holmes on assignment to do that. T.J. Holmes, watch out, he's, Princess Kate. He's uh, watch he's, out, Meg. He's got prior engagements. T.J.'s coming for you. <laughs> he's got prior engagements. <laughs> no, but seriously, if we had an interview lined up with the Royal with them two, like I would dread having to do that. If yeah. they wanted to come on Ken Levick Alive. Like, I'm not saying we have to do it Bro, because there's such a big we, deal. Can, but we, I can we book? Can we try to book Prince Harry? Let's try. Stone, let's try and get his publicist's information Stone and try and book pissed. him. <laughs> no, because <laughs> what, the percentage there has got to be negative if, that we get the prince here to join, join us in West would Palm you, Beach. Would you listen? Would you make an appointment list <laughs> yes. if we could book Prince Harry on Ken Levick Alive? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Would you, would you listen, make an appointment listening if Prince Harry was a guest on Ken Levick Alive. He could even come in and co-host the show. I don't care. 888-760-3776. Andre is in West Palm. Andre, when did you check out of the game last night? Uh, So I actually cut it off at 24 to 7. I could just, uh, watching football so often, I could just tell that it was a huge mismatch. And then I started... uh, Watching Mike Tyson highlight reels on knockouts <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> well, let's 15 go. minutes of gold. It's gold. It's awesome. <laughs> and the prior caller that said something about he got in the YouTube thing, that's what reminded me. And then the other thing I'll say is uh, the memes were hilarious, everything online. And then uh, this morning in the office, I was like, did anyone see the trophy presentation? <laughs> Everyone was laughing. No one saw the trophy. Yeah, nobody. Absolutely nobody, nobody did. And you know what's funny about the Mike Tyson YouTube wormhole? Because I've been there. Like All <laughs> of the knockouts are from early, early, early in his career. And it's this CD yep. TV footage. And it's like the early days of Showtime. And so, like, and it's all scrubs. I mean, this is all scrubs. And they are clearly scared of him. They are, they are legitimately yeah. retreating from him around every corner of the ring until he comes and throws that left hook and knocks him out. In 30 seconds. In 30 seconds, right, right. It's just, it, it's done after that, and appreciate the call. Um, uh, where else are we going to here, Stone? we got our good friend, Ernie. Oh, Ernesto and Boyne. What's up, Ernie? Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking my call. First, if you ever get Harry on this show, <laughs> I would not be a fan. I, you will, you matter of fact, one, you will gain a fan, my ex, because she's into that royal crap. Mm-hmm. I'm not into she, You'll probably gain her as a fan. Uh-huh. You'll lose me. I hate that crap. I'll throw up. Um, when did I stop? When did I stop? You know when it was? It, it wasn't a score. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's a play. And, and, and Stone, you, you're going to you're gonna have to pretty go back because it was quick. And it happened twice. <clears throat> the O-line of Georgia at one point, I don't know who it was. I'm going to have to play it back. Lifted 
a defensive back, a TCU, like a toy. I don't know if anyone saw this. He lifted him like a toy. He just moved him aside, but lifted him like, 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 effortlessly. Like it was like no problem. He just lifted him up and just moved him over. But it was like effortlessly. Like he just moved him. Like, excuse me, son, just move over. I did see like that. He just lifted him up. And I saw that. And he, it was twice. It was two plays back to back, running plays to the right. And there was the same kid lifting him up and putting him over. And I saw that and I said, yeah, this is a blowout, and yeah. I think it was still seven zip. It wasn't. He wasn't even. He wasn't even running up yet. And I like I checked at the first half, and when it was, I think it was twenty one something. That's when I said, "Yep, yeah, that that was it." And I went to the Nick game. I was watching the Nick game, and then that was a disappointment. We lost by three to the Bucks. I think it was. Yeah, we lost three to the Bucks. Even though Jane, you know, Brunson had like forty one points. It was a great game. Yeah, I didn't see the I didn't see the trophy either. I mean, that's that's sad. Nobody I didn't did. get to see the trophy. No, but no, no absolutely did. nobody did. And appreciate you, Ernie. Nobody saw the trophy presentation. I couldn't tell you one singular thing from it at all. It's a really good point because I contemplating asking for the remote back. Like I got to see what he says in this interview, and then I was like, you know what? I don't want to. But I can see it on Twitter. We know what Georgia players are going to say. Everybody doubted us. Mm. Everybody all doubted the non-believers. us. Oh, seven and five. What what are you talking about? Now, one thing that was not released until this morning, okay? And this was initially put out by a Georgia 247 website, a recruiting website. This has to be one of the players in the locker room before the game recording Kirby Smart and his pregame speech, you know, the inspirational speech, the um, uh, what's supposed to get everybody revved up and and ready to play. And whatever it was, it worked. Georgia 65, TCU 7. Here is the footage of Kirby Smart and what he had to say to his team. And I will tell you, it is very eloquent. I mean, Kirby Smart, this right here is Winston Churchill-esque. Here's Kirby Smart his inspirational speech before kickoff against TCU last night. track at home that's 23 curse words in a one minute span 23 curse words and i love how at the end how i believe in you <laughs> yeah after all that bleep them and bleep them and bleep them there and bleep them there and bleep them up <laughs> and bleep them there i believe in you like that that is how it ends he's still polite man he's got the southern hospitality that's right that's yeah. right at the end he's like oh here's the dismount after all of that now so so what people don't know here about this radio show is that whether it's Theo or Stone or Jeanette, before every show, I like 
to give an inspirational speech. And sometimes it gets fiery. Sometimes I just need to rally the troops. I mean, my name is on the show. So mm. there's a lot on the line. There's a lot of pressure. But I need my my teammates and my co-hosts to know that everybody's in this together. We have one common purpose. We are all pushing forward to make sure we win. I want to win every day. I want a victory every day. Well, against my wishes, Stone recorded that pre-show inspirational speech today. That was private. Got to get the clicks. Dog. Stone, and you know, I don't like this to be, yeah. we, we need some things behind the scenes, behind the curtain. We can't have everything out there, but but Stone. Damn, Gen Stone, Z. I know, I know, this Gen Z, everything's <laughs> got to be content, everything's got to be viral. So Stone Stone is is against my wishes, going to play me, this is me, my, my inspirational speech to Stone and Theo before today's show. I need you to trust one another. It is. It is time to f***ing go. You are mother prepared. We have lived for this god moment. We have been ready for at least two hours to snatch this opportunity and f*** it the f*** up. Since 9 a.m., we've been talking to one another, making sure that we're ready for this bullshit today. This radio show, I want energy. I want over-the-top god enthusiasm. Why the f*** would you be nervous? Tell me right now, why the f***? Would you be nervous? This is second nature. Stone, I need you, you silly mother to throw out all the God takes you have. I want you to be scintillating. I want you to be edgy. I want you to mother every mother thing in this mother show. Theo, you beautiful son of a You're absolutely gorgeous. A face made for TV. You mother silky smooth today. You understand me? Silky God smooth. We are born to do this. Be prepared. Be ready to go. Let this shit up. It. Let can go. My dogs. Armadillos. Every fucking thing. We're gonna mother. End of the show. Thanks for leaking that stone. Oh, Appreciate it. Man. Woo! And good thing he he did just this one because the one last week no, was yeah, worse. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was downright offensive. The one last week almost got physical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We almost came to blows. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was really contentious. And so, I guess that's a uh, that's a that's a look at uh, the behind the scenes of uh, of Ken Levick alive. I must say that. It, it worked up to the point when we tried to determine <laughs> when the last back-to-back yeah. SEC national champion quarterback was. We but did. at least the first 20, 15 minutes, you guys heeded all of my, uh, all of, all of my words from the pre-show. Yeah. We did. We, we started to bleep that bleep up, though, once, uh, yeah, yeah, for once sure. actual stats started getting brought into the conversation. That's, I mean, most importantly, oh, you're man. our fearless leader. Right? Uh-huh. You believe in us, yeah. and, and that's why we listen to your words each and every morning. Yeah, yeah no, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Uh, when we return here on Ken Levick Alive, the NFL this weekend had one of the single worst touchdown calls that I've ever seen in television history. We're going to have to revisit that. And and these quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs, how would you draft him? We're going to have our first annual NFL playoff quarterback draft when we return. He's Mother Bleepin' Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, and I'm bleeping live on ESPN 106.3. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. 
From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Because I know you all have been pining for it. In just a second, Stone is going to read Keyshawn Johnson's real NFL playoff team rankings. I'm assuming they did that on the show today. Yes. Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman, Jay Will. You hear him every day, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 106.3. Lavelle, he messages, Ken, let's just say I got motivated like a mother bleeper. We need to hear that bleep and bleep every, every mother bleeping day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He was inspired by my pre-show speech to the crew today. It's weird it came out the same day that Kirby Smart's pregame speech got leaked before yeah. the national title game. It's ironic how things like that happen. Weird. That's uh, serendipity. That is serendipity. That was correct, unlike the uh, pterodactyl <laughs> and the triceratops. <laughs> oh, God. EDS yes. air conditioning. Yes. EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS air conditioning. You, you're all getting bamboozled. I hope you know that. If you just moved down here and Theo experienced this last year, it was his first winter in South Florida. You have these days like this where it's gorgeous out, right? Mm. Where you even think about wearing a jacket for a windbreaker. But it's gorgeous out. There's no clouds in the sky. And you're like, hey, let's turn the AC down. And, you know, old people love to do this too, air out the house. They say, let's air out the house. Turn the AC off, open the windows, and Mm -hmm. air out the house. But then, I'm telling you people, I'm telling you people, South Florida's going to get you. Because then, come Monday, it's going to be 85 degrees and it's going to be humid. And you're like, oh, the AC. Then if your AC doesn't go back on, if your AC craps out, uh-oh. And that's where you need EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. Train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. When have they been doing it since? Oh, 2006. What are they? Family owned and operated. Where? Palm Beach County and the surrounding areas. That's EDS air conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. Dot com. Can someone please explain to me what happened to Greg Gumbel on Sunday? Browns and Steelers on Sunday. And Greg Gumbel, who is one of the finest NFL TV play-by-play men to ever do it. I feel confident saying that. The Browns had the ball in the Steelers' red zone. And it ended up being a, a David Njoku touchdown, right, Stone? Yes. Uh, Njoku caught a touchdown from Deshaun Watson, the you know the the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The nasty man. Uh huh. The nasty man. Yes. The H-Town. nasty man. Yeah. No. 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 No more H town. Theo him. said he doesn't rep H town anymore. No. He, That's right. He has no he's connection with H town. Yeah. He's, he's been I excommunicated. Forgot. I right. forgot. Excommunicated like every black coach the Texans have. That's true. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well done. Weird. Well weird, done. Weird. weird. <laughs> um. So so here is here is Greg Gumble, and his call. Uh, again, Deshaun Watson to David Njoku in the Brown Steelers game. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, first and goal on the 10 yard line. Brissett still with the ball. Brissett inside the five to the end zone. Njoku with. Sean Watson, there he is, and now Najoku on the receiving end. Oh boy, that was tough. That um, that was a touchdown call. In case 
in case you, <laughs> you, you weren't able to decipher that. Let's hear that one more time because, again, it's Deshaun Watson. And who's, his, who, who's the analyst on here? I'm not quite sure. Uh, Trent Green? Doesn't Trent Green do the games with Greg Gumbel? I believe he does. Um, You're asking us like we just know all I the know, teams. You're know. the one that knows. Here, we'll put it this way. The analyst in that spot even said Deshaun Watson's name literally seconds yeah. before uh, Greg Gumbel's call starts. So, again, here is Brown Steelers. Here's Greg Gumbel on the touchdown pass to Deshaun Watson to David Njoku. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, first and goal on the 10-yard line. Brissett still with the ball. Now throws inside the five to the end zone. Njoku with... Deshaun Watson, there he is. And now Njoku on the receiving end. Hey, he never said touchdown. No, he never. He never said touchdown. I just, and it's Adam Archuleta, by the way, oh, uh, who is his uh, his broadcast partner. I um, like Lad. I don't know what happened there, and that's courtesy of CBS, even though they'd probably like to not admit <laughs> that. Um, I don't know what happened there, but me as a play by play guy, let me venture a guess. Okay, Greg Gumbel was trying to find some sort of stat or some sort of number or some piece of information on his charts in front of him to give context to the situation. That's what I believe to be happening there. And he didn't realize the play had started or things started quicker than what he anticipated. So as he's looking up and the play is already underway, then he starts to panic. And the first name that comes to his head, and it might be the last name he saw as he brought his eyes up from the charts or it's they had been talking about Jacoby Brissett previously. His brain meant Deshaun Watson, but he said Jacoby Brissett. And then by that time, he's totally frazzled. Mm. He can't identify the number of who caught the football, which is why the pause. And he says, and that's Njoku. And then he's got the <laughs> spotter in his ear or pointing desperately at Deshaun Watson's name after the fact, and Greg Gumbel has no idea what the spotter's doing, has no idea what the producer in his ear is telling him. Like, he's completely, uh, it, there, it's just too much overload to him. And then he realizes, oh, Deshaun Watson. And he's embarrassed now, and he just bails. Yeah. He just sort of laughed at himself briefly, and he bailed. I've never heard anything like that before on an NFL broadcast where especially a broadcaster is as, as established as, as legendary as Greg Gumbel, just bailed out like he did. Can I ask you as a play-by-play guy if it does jack you up when the color analyst is talking, you know, as that ball's getting snapped? Because you heard Adam say, Archuleta, hey, yeah. talk about, hey, for like, he kind of set the play up, but Stone, the ball was... What happened there? Stone yeah, forgot, forgot Adam Archuleta's, Archuleta's last, last name, name, so then he tried to drop an Adam like they're on a first name. Yeah, he's like, that's oh, what happened right you, there with you're Stone. Really, no, you're really lucky I didn't say Adam Archibald, which is, which <laughs> is what I, which where is, you were going? Which is where good. I was going. No, that was good. That was a good bail. But I he kind of figured <laughs> since you recorded my pre-show <laughs> speech yes. that I was going to peel back the curtain <laughs> and reveal something about what you did. But he kind of stepped on Greg Umbel's toes at the very beginning of that play. I think it was for the better, though, because Greg Gumbel clearly wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, one thing that did drive me crazy, and actually, pull it, 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 I'll give you time to pull it up, Stone. The Naheem Hines kickoff return um, on Sunday for the Bills. I thought Jim Nance had a really good call on it, but speaking of play-by-play broadcasting, of a, a color analyst, I thought that Tony Romo 
absolutely blew it in this spot. Let me know when you're ready, Stone, because I don't want to put you in a bad spot. We're, we're like right in the middle of, of the call here. But the Naheem Hines 96-yard kickoff return for the Bills in the game against the Patriots where – if you listen, I'm not a religious person, but that's the type of thing that occurrence that makes you believe like, hey, maybe there is some sort of higher power that mm. is orchestrating things, at least at times. It was really, really epic. And it was Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call uh, for the, the Patriots and Bills on Sunday. So that's their number one team. Like that's their team that's in the Super Bowl. Um, and so I just thought that Tony Romo and you listened to, to broadcast Theo a lot of broadcasters will lay out yeah. and let the the pictures tell the story, right? Especially if it's on television. Let the crowd, you hear the crowd, you hear the emotion, you hear all of the um all of the celebration and especially with a moment like this. Yeah. After what the Bills went through and football went through with Damar Hamlin to have this start that game, but I didn't like what Tony Romo did. Here's the call from CBS the Naheem Hines kickoff return. On Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Why? Why does anybody need to, need to hear from Tony Romo right there? So in response to your question, Stone, like, it, it, but it's, it's the opposite. Instead of you were asking whether Adam Archuleta Archibald uh, maybe <laughs> stepped on the start of Greg Gumbel's call and that threw him off. No, I think that Greg Gumbel just wasn't ready. But you're right. You got to get out of the way. And you've learned that in your yes. time on ESPN uh, calling college football games as an analyst. There, Tony Romo, that crowd is going absolutely nuts. You just got to pause, man. Yeah. You can't jump in right after Jim Nance is done with that call and just start injecting yourself into that. He's been doing it too long yeah. to make that sort of mistake or not read the room like that. But he's never been the kind of guy to bite his tongue, though. You're like, right. Tony Romo's always a guy that, like, especially when he feels like he has something to say, he's getting it out. What I will say is you said that Gumble wasn't ready. It's kind of telling that the color guy in Adam Archuleta set the scene with first and ten yeah, Cleveland something Browns. was going on with so, Greg Gumble. So obviously, he yeah. was distracted by something. You're right, because Gumble could have been eating or drinking or looking for something, like you said, and right. he jumped in. Archuleta. So I don't think he was stepping on his toes. He was kind of helping wow. him out. He probably yeah. was. That's actually yeah. a great point. He was trying to carry him up until he was ready. Yeah, yeah something was going something on. Something weird happened. That's there, yeah. a that's a really good call from a play by play perspective on this kick return touchdown. Did you not? Find it weird that he was talking during it, or are you used to kickoff returns kind of just no, being a waste of a play? No, 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 you absolutely talked. Uh, Jim Nance, you're talking about? You mean yeah. that the ball was in the air and yeah, he caught. ran about 25 yards before he even started doing the play-by-play -play oh, of the yeah, return yeah, because he was setting up the he was setting up like the 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 playoff scenarios. Yeah, I think that especially in modern day NFL, right. it's so rare to have a kickoff yeah. return for a touchdown. And in that moment, it's almost too perfect to be true that that would actually happen. <laughs> yes. But then because Jim Nance is amazing, he just transitioned perfectly into calling Great the play yeah. and and rising to the occasion. It's just and to, I like Tony Romo, but that just that wasn't it. That that to me, I sort of cringed a little bit. All right, you guys want to do this stupid NFL playoff quarterback draft because I think it's going to be awesome. Of course we do. Um, can we make sure that we have the ESPN draft sounder, please, uh, Stone? Just let me know when it's ready. There we go. It is ready. Okay. Um, what about the? Uh, can we can we get welcomed to the stage by the commissioner? Is that possible? If we can get welcomed to the stage by uh, by the commissioner Roger Goodell. In fact, um, 
Let me let you know what we have Ice Cube here. We have Ice Cube here. Ice Cube, mm. um, uh, famous, famous hip hop star. Um, uh, someone that is legendary, um, obviously from the streets of Southern California, and someone that certainly you would expect to be a, a running mate of of Roger Goodell, who don't forget during the NFL draft two years ago during the COVID year, sat in his basement uh, in front of a fireplace with a very expensive looking sweater on. In a throne. And, 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 in a throne. He yeah. was literally sitting on a throne. Running the NFL draft, um, but Roger Goodell, you know that him, him and Ice Cube, they are. If we don't have Raj, if because this was short notice, we reached out to Raj, and I don't know if he was ready. Oh, is he is he ready, Stone? Is he ready? All right, Roger, if he could welcome Ice Cube to the stage, please. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> That's right. That is Roger Goodell, who again, that is how he addressed Ice Cube at the NFL draft in Las Vegas this past year. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on up here, baby. Come on up here, baby. Come on, baby. Do you think Ice Cube was like, what in the bleep is this guy doing? Mm-mm. Roger Goodell just called me baby. Like, who is the, Who does this guy think he is? They've probably never spoken again. Probably not. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> Come on up here, baby. And then, they, and then Goodell tried to dap him like they were boys. Rog, I don't think Cube... I don't think I don't think he he messes with you like that. It ain't that. going down like uh, that. It's not going down like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we're gonna do is we have all of the quarterbacks, right? And you guys, I hope you wrote them down. I don't know if you wrote them down, but of I hope you have them in front of you. Okay. All right. So what we're gonna do? AFC and NFC playoff quarterbacks combined. We're gonna draft them in the order in which we would take them in these playoffs. What we're gonna do though is, as soon as we hear the end of the sounder, we are going to per pick just. Give the name, okay? And then we'll sort it out afterwards, all right? Do, do we even have to do the first pick, or can we do it like the Mario Williams draft stop where it. they, like, skip oh, right past would you it? Shut up. You know what? Actually, in order, I'll just, I'll just call in order. We'll go around the horn, okay? We'll make it a little more clean like that. But when you're ready, our number one overall pick, NFL draft quarterback playoff edition. Stone, give us the sounder, and then I'll direct traffic. Your number one quarterback playoff pick, Theo Dorsey. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Stone. Patrick Mahomes. Come on up here, baby. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, good. We're all on the same page. All right. Your number two pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Stone LeBanna, which you select who? Josh Allen. Come on up here, baby. Theo. Josh Allen. Come on up here, baby. Burrow. Wow. I'm going Joe Ooh, Burrow with my number two pick. Joe Burrow is my number two pick. All right. It's kind of sharp. Uh, let's go to our number three pick of quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs. Number three. I select with the number three pick, Josh Allen. Theo, who are you selecting? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes at number three. Stone? Mr. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes. All right. Let's go to our fourth pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Keeping in mind, we have not yet met anybody from the NFC. Stone, take it away. Theo Dorsey with the number four pick in the NFL quarterback playoff draft. You are selecting whom? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert goes. Interesting. Stone, who are you taking? Jalen Hurts. Oh, wow. Come on up here, baby. So our like first NFC quarterback has been selected. I will take Justin Herbert 
as well. Ooh. Justin Herbert. Come on up here, baby. So keep in mind, though, that it took us into the fourth round of our NFL quarterback playoff draft to finally get a quarterback from the NFC. Yeah. And it is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Now, one question here. When we get to the Dolphins, are we drafting two or Skylar Thompson? <laughs> That's the thing. So let's just say. What's happening here? Because <laughs> we got the same question for Lamar Jackson, though. Lamar Jackson, I suppose, yeah. He, I but mean, all, there are reports that he's rearing and ready to play. Yeah, I think Harbaugh let 70% slip in his presser yesterday. I would say I feel much more confident in Lamar Jackson playing than I do in Tua. Yeah. You don't even have to ask us that question, of course. Yeah. Even a banged up Lamar Jackson. But let's just say in this, let's just do this. Right. With one leg. <laughs> Because it's so early in the week, for the sake of the integrity of this draft, let's just say a healthy Lamar and a healthy Tua. I'm with you. Just for the sake of this draft, because it's too early for us to know what will actually become every this weekend. It so, is too early. Yeah. You're right. Let's go to the number five pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. To Stone, hit it, please. Stone Lebanowitz, who are you taking at number five? Tom Brady. Oh, he's going wow. with Brady wow. in that spot. Wow. That's a little early. I didn't know. He, yeah, it's a way early. Theo, yeah. who are you taking? The analysts don't like it. They don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going with a former MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson. I will also be taking Lamar Jackson wow. with my yeah. number five pick in the NFL quarterback playoff draft. All right. Sixth round. Getting hot and dicey here Uh-oh. in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Let's hit the sounder. With the number six pick in the draft, I, Ken Lavica, am selecting Jalen Hurts. Mm. Come on up here, baby. It took me until the sixth round. Come on up here, baby, to take an NFC quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Theo, who are you selecting? While he's up there, he might as well stay up there. I'm taking Jalen Hurts, baby. Jalen Hurts. Big one, ace time. So keep in mind, Stone took an NFC quarterback fourth round, whereas Theo and I held off until the sixth round. And with Stone, he has taken Tom Brady off the board in the fifth round as well. He loves he loves old guys and also mediocre quarterbacks. That's like his that's his like Venn diagram is where it crosses over. Stone, do you want to remind me is Aaron Rodgers in this draft? I'm just wondering. It's just a simple question. I don't know. I I I, I just maybe I was busy over the weekend. Yeah. I thought maybe I missed something. I know he had a play in game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be in a play all- hey, 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 listen up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you all right? Yeah. It's okay. almost, almost like when Aaron Rodgers was missing guys on Sunday night, how he missed the wrong yeah. button there. Trying yeah. to. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying off, <laughs> off the mark. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, mm. who is your your pick in the sixth round of the draft, Stone? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So that's where Lamar goes. All right. So again, we are we're assuming that it's a healthy Tua. Just just double check. Yes, Tua's healthy in this scenario. Okay. Let's go to the seventh round. The seventh round of the NFL playoff quarterback draft, and we go back to Theo to make the first selection of the seventh round. Theo, who are you taking with the first selection of the seventh round? This is tough. I think I got to pick Tom Brady. I think I do. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> I'm not happy about Stone, it. Stone, who are you taking? They wrote him off. Ooh. Going with Geno Smith. Wow. <laughs> Come on up here, baby. Are you drunk? Wow. Fine, whatever. With my seventh pick, if he's healthy, I'm taking Tua Tungavailoa. Oh. 
Oh. This, this was a sick round. <laughs> Whoa, this round has gone way worse. This was a sick round. Will it get weirder? Stone took Geno Smith. I took two in my seventh <laughs> round. The conclusion when we come back. <laughs> He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. All right, we might have to call Theo separately this week to finish off our NFL playoff quarterback draft. But we've already had someone call in angry that none of us through seven rounds of our NFL playoff quarterback draft did not take Trevor Lawrence. In fact, Stone took Geno Smith <laughs> over Trevor Lawrence. And I took Tua over Trevor Lawrence, which yeah. I think is reasonable. Tua over Lawrence is, is definitely reasonable. Yeah. Geno, probably not so much. The, the Chargers are favored over one point over the Jags. I mean, they have no faith in either of those guys. And, and that game doesn't really matter either way. So I saw Trevor it. Lawrence like try to pitch it back to a 5'10 guy and pitch it over his head for a fumble <laughs> the other day. So I, I don't know why. You're feeling would... a little down on him right now? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, would you take Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? And that's a legitimate question. Give me Dak. All right, I'm taking Dak as the better player, but Brock, like the, but Brock in that system. No, is, we're drafting a quarterback here. Who you got? The better court, like just, you got to pick a quarterback. In a vacuum. I, I gotta go Dak. I gotta go Dak. Come on, you gotta go Dak. I trust Brock Purdy more in the playoffs than I do Dak Prescott. Oh You've my never God! Seen Brock Purdy in the playoffs. Who's better in college, Brock Purdy at Iowa State, Stetson Bennett, or Tim Tebow, or AJ McCarron, <laughs> or Dak? Or Dak, yes, or Dak is the dog. Good. All right, Brock Purdy comes out on the losing end of all of those. <laughs> but he, he was always grooming himself to be an NFL quarterback. This is true, okay? right? Yeah. That's what it was coming down to. Good stuff today. We haven't heard yet from uh, Prince Harry's publicist. We'll keep trying for all of you. For Theo and Stone, I'm Ken. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Great. Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Because I know you all have been pining for it. In just a second, Stone is going to read Keyshawn Johnson's real NFL playoff team rankings. I'm assuming they did that on the show today. Yes. Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman, Jay Will. You hear them every day, 6 to 10 a.m. right here. On ESPN 106.3. Lavelle, he messages, Ken, let's just say I got motivated like a mother bleeper. We need to hear that bleep and bleep every mother bleeping day. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He was inspired by my pre-show speech to the crew today. It's weird it came out the same day that Kirby Smart's pregame speech got leaked before the national title game. It's ironic how things like that happen. Weird. That's uh, serendipity. That is serendipity. That was correct, unlike the uh, pterodactyl <laughs> and the triceratops. <laughs> oh, God. EDS yes. air conditioning. Yes. EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. EDS air conditioning. You, you're all getting bamboozled. I hope you know that. If you just moved down here and Theo experienced this last year, it was his first winter in South Florida. You have these days like this where it's gorgeous out, right? Mm. Where you even think about wearing a jacket or a windbreaker, but it's gorgeous out. There's no clouds in the sky, and you're like, hey, let's turn the AC down. And you know, old people love to do this too air out the house. They say, let's air out the house. Turn the AC off, open the windows, and mm-hmm. air out the house. But then 
I'm telling you, people. I'm telling you, people. South Florida's going to get you. Because then, come Monday, it's going to be 85 degrees and it's going to be humid. And you're like, oh, the AC. Then if your AC doesn't go back on, if your AC craps out, uh-oh. And that's where you need EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. Train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. When have they been doing it since? Oh, 2006. What are they? Family owned and operated. Where? Palm Beach County and the surrounding areas. That's EDS air conditioning. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is, yes, EDS air conditioning. Com. Can someone please explain to me what happened to Greg Gumbel on Sunday? Browns and Steelers on Sunday. And Greg Gumbel, who is one of the finest NFL TV play-by-play men to ever do it. I feel confident saying that. The Browns had the ball in the Steelers' red zone. And it ended up being a, a David Njoku touchdown, right, Stone? Yes. Uh, Njoku caught a touchdown from Deshaun Watson, the you know the the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. The nasty man. Uh huh. The nasty man. Yes. The H-town. nasty man. Yeah. No, 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 no more H Town. Theo him. said he doesn't rep H Town anymore. No. He, That's right. he has no he's connection with H Town. Yeah, he's, he's been I excommunicated. Forgot. I right. forgot. Excommunicated like every black coach the Texans have. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well weird. done. Weird. Well weird, done. Weird. Weird. <laughs> um. So so here is here is Greg Gumble, and his call. Uh, again, Deshaun Watson to David Njoku in the Brown Steelers game. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, first and goal on the 10 yard line. Brissett still with the ball. Brissett inside the five to the end zone. Njoku with. Sean Watson, there he is, and now Najoku on the receiving end. Oh boy, that was tough. That um, that was a touchdown call. In case, in case you, <laughs> you you weren't able to decipher that, let's hear that one more time because again, it's Deshaun Watson, and who's his, who, who's the analyst on here? I'm not quite sure. Uh, Trent Green doesn't Trent Green do the games with Greg Gumble? I believe he does. Um, You're asking us like we just know all I the know, teams. You're know. the one that knows. Here, we'll put it this way. The analyst in that spot even said Deshaun Watson's name literally seconds yeah. before uh, Greg Gumbel's call starts. So, again, here is Brown Steelers. Here's Greg Gumbel on the touchdown pass to Deshaun Watson to David Njoku. Cleveland Browns, Deshaun Watson, first and goal on the 10-yard line. Brissett still with the ball. Now throws inside the five to the end zone. Njoku with... Deshaun Watson, there he is. And now Njoku on the receiving end. Hey, he never said touchdown. No, he never, he never said touchdown. I just... And it's Adam Archuleta, by the way, oh, uh, who is his uh, his broadcast partner. I um, like Lad. I don't know what happened there, and that's courtesy of CBS, even though they'd probably like to not admit <laughs> that. Um, I don't know what happened there, but me as a play-by-play guy, let me venture a guess, okay? Greg Gumbel was trying to find some sort of stat or some sort of number or some piece of information on his charts in front of him to give context to the situation. That's what I believe to be happening there and he didn't realize the play had started or things started quicker than what he anticipated so as he's looking up and the play is already underway 
Then he starts to panic. And the first name that comes to his head, and it might be the last name he saw as he brought his eyes up from the charts, or it's they had been talking about Jacoby Brissett previously. His brain meant Deshaun Watson, but he said Jacoby Brissett. And then by that time, he's totally frazzled. Mm. He can't identify the number of who caught the football, which is why the pause. And he says... And that's Njoku. And then he's got the spotter in his ear or pointing desperately at Deshaun Watson's name after the fact. And Greg Gumbel has no idea what the spotter's doing, has no idea what the producer in his ear is telling him. Like he's completely, uh, it's just too much overload to him. And then he realizes, oh, Deshaun Watson. And he's embarrassed now. And he just bails. Yeah. He just sort of laughed at himself briefly. And he bailed. I've never heard anything like that before on an NFL broadcast where especially a broadcaster is as, as established as as legendary as Greg Gumbel just bailed out like he did. Can I ask you as a play-by-play guy if it does jack you up when the color analyst is talking, you know, as that ball's getting snapped? Because you heard Adam... Say, oh, hey, it, yeah. Talk about hey for like he kind of set the play up, but Stone, the ball was what happened there. Stone yeah, forgot Adam Archuleta's last name, so then he tried to drop an Adam like they're on a first name yeah, basis. Like, That's oh, what happened right you, there. With you're really, Stone. No, you're really lucky. I didn't say Adam Archibald, which is, which <laughs> is <laughs> where, which where is, you were going. Which is where yeah. I was going. No, that was good. That was a good bail. But I he kind of figured <laughs> since you recorded my pre-show <laughs> yes. speech that I was going to peel back the curtain and reveal something about what you did. But he kind of stepped on Greg Gumble's toes at the very beginning of that play. I think it was for the better, though, because Greg Gumbel clearly wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Now, one thing that did drive me crazy, and actually, pull it, 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 I'll give you time to pull it up, Stone. The Naheem Hines kickoff return um, on Sunday for the Bills, I thought Jim Nance had a really good call on it. But speaking of play-by-play broadcasting, of a, a color analyst, I thought that Tony Romo absolutely blew it in this spot. Let me know when you're ready, Stone, because I don't want to put you in a bad spot. We're, lo- we're like right in the middle of, of the call here. But the Naheem Hines 96-yard kickoff return for the Bills in the game against the Patriots where if you – listen, I'm not a religious person, but that's the type of thing, that occurrence that makes you believe like, hey, maybe there is some sort of higher power that mm. is orchestrating things, at least at times. It was really, really epic. And it was Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call uh, for the the Patriots and Bills on Sunday. So that's their number one team. Like, that's their team that's in the Super Bowl. Um, and so I just thought that Tony Romo, and you listen to, to broadcast, Theo, a lot of broadcasters will lay out yeah. and let the, the pictures tell the story, right? Especially if it's on television. Let the crowd, you hear the crowd, you hear the emotion, you hear all of the... Um, all of the celebration, and especially with a moment like this, yeah. after what the Bills went through and football went through with DeMar Hamlin, to have this start that game. But I didn't like what Tony Romo did. Here's the call from CBS, the Naheem Hines kickoff return. On Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Miami and the Jets were underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. You just said this is storybook. This See, is almost fate. Right there. Like, why? Why? Why does anybody need to, need to hear from Tony Romo right there? So in response to your question, Stone, like, it, it, but it's it's the opposite. 
Instead of you were asking whether Adam Archuleta Archibald uh, maybe <laughs> stepped on the start of Greg Gumbel's call and that threw him off. No, I think that Greg Gumbel just wasn't ready. But you're right. You got to get out of the way. And you've learned that in your yes. time on ESPN uh, calling college football games as an analyst. There, Tony Romo, that crowd is going absolutely nuts. You just got to pause, man. Yeah. You can't jump in right after Jim Nance is done with that call and just start injecting yourself into that. He's been doing it too long yeah. to make that sort of mistake or not read the room like that. But he's never been the kind of guy to bite his tongue, though. You're like, right. Tony Romo's always the guy that, like, especially when he feels like he has something to say, he's getting it out. What I will say is you said that Gumbel wasn't ready. It's kind of telling that the color guy in Adam Archuleta set the scene with first and ten yeah, Cleveland something Browns. was going on with so, Greg Gumbel. So obviously, he yeah. was distracted by something. You're right. Gumbel that's could odd. have been eating or drinking or looking for something, like you said, and right. he jumped in. Archuleta, so I don't think he was stepping on his toes. He was kind of helping wow. him out. He probably yeah. was. That's actually yeah. a great point. He was trying to carry him up until he was ready. Yeah, yeah something was going something on. Something weird happened that's there, yeah. a That's a really good call. From a play-by-play perspective on this kid return touchdown, did you not find it weird that he was talking during it? Or are you used to kickoff returns kind of just no, being a waste of a play? No, you absolutely talked No, 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 you absolutely talked. Uh, Jim Nance you're talking about? You mean yeah. that the ball was in the air? and Yeah, he caught? ran about 25 yards before he even started doing the play-by-play oh, of the yeah, return. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was setting up the, he was setting up like the, the, the playoff scenarios. Yeah, I think that especially in modern-day NFL, right. it's so rare to have a kickoff yeah. return for a touchdown. And in that moment, it's almost too perfect to be true that that would actually happen. <laughs> yes. But then, because Jim Nance is amazing, he just transitioned perfectly into calling Great the play yeah. and and rising to the occasion. It's just and to, I like Tony Romo, but that just that wasn't it. That that to me, I sort of cringed a little bit. All right, you guys want to do this stupid NFL playoff quarterback draft because do. I think it's going to be awesome. Of course we do. Um, can we make sure that we have the ESPN draft sounder, please, uh, Stone? Just let me know when it's ready. There we go. It is ready. Okay. Um, what about the? Uh, can we can we get welcomed to the stage by the commissioner? Is that possible? If we can get welcomed to the stage by uh, by the commissioner Roger Goodell. In fact, um, let me let you know what we have. Ice Cube here. We have Ice Cube here. Ice Cube, mm. um, uh, famous famous hip hop star. Um, uh, someone that is legendary, um, obviously from the streets of Southern California, and someone that certainly you would expect to be a, a running mate of of Roger Goodell. Who don't forget during the NFL draft two years ago during the COVID year, sat in his basement uh, in front of a fireplace with a very expensive looking sweater on in a throne. And, 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 in a throne, he yeah. was literally sitting on a throne. Running the NFL draft, um, but Roger Goodell, you know that him, him and Ice Cube, they are. If we don't have Raj, if because it was short notice, we reached out to Raj, and I don't know if he was ready. Oh, is he? Is he ready, Stone? Is he ready? All right, Roger, if he could welcome Ice Cube to the stage, please. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> That's right. That is Roger Goodell, who, again, that is how he addressed Ice Cube at the NFL draft in Las Vegas this past year. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on up here, baby. Come on up here, baby. Come on, baby. Do you think Ice Cube was like, what in the bleep is this guy doing? Mm-mm. Roger Goodell just called me baby. Like, who is the, Who does this guy think he is? They've probably never spoken again. Probably not. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> Come on up here, baby. And then they and then Goodell tried to dap him like they were boys. Rog, I don't think Cube... I don't think I don't think he he messes with you like that. It ain't that. going down like uh, that. It's not going down like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So what we're gonna do is we have all of the quarterbacks, right? And you guys, I hope you wrote them down. I don't know if you wrote them down, but of I hope you have them in front of you. Okay. All right. So what we're gonna do? AFC and NFC playoff quarterbacks combined. We're gonna draft them in the order in which we would take them in these playoffs. What we're gonna do though is 
as soon as we hear the end of the sounder, we are going to, per pick, just give the name. Okay? And then we'll sort it out afterwards, all right? Do, do we even have to do the first pick, or can we do it like the Mario Williams draft stop where it. they, like, skip oh, right past would you it? Shut stop. up. You know what? Actually, in order, I'll just I'll just call in order. We'll go around the horn, okay? We'll make it a little more clean like that. But when you're ready, our number one overall pick, NFL draft quarterback playoff edition. Stone, give us the sounder, and then I'll direct traffic. Your number one quarterback playoff pick, Theo Dorsey. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Stone? Patrick Mahomes. Come on up here, baby. Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. All right, good. We're all on the same page. All right. Your number two pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Stone LeBanon, which you select who? Josh Allen. Come on up here, baby. Theo? Josh Allen. Come on up here, baby. Burrow. Wow. I'm going Joe Ooh, Burrow with my number two pick. Joe Burrow is my number two pick. All right. It's kind of sharp. Uh, let's go to our number three pick of quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs. Number three. I select with the number three pick, Josh Allen. Theo, who are you selecting? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes at number three. Stone? Mr. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes. All right. Let's go to our fourth pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Keeping in mind, we have not yet met anybody from the NFC. Stone, take it away. Theo Dorsey with the number four pick in the NFL quarterback playoff draft. You are selecting whom? Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert goes. Interesting. Yeah. Stone, who are you taking? Jalen Hurts. Oh, come on up here, baby. So our like first NFC quarterback has been selected. I will take Justin Herbert as well. Ooh. Justin Herbert. Come on up here, baby. So keep in mind, though, that it took us into the fourth round of our NFL quarterback playoff draft to finally get a quarterback from the NFC. Yeah. And it is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Now, one question here. When we get to the Dolphins, are we drafting Tua or Skylar Thompson? That's the thing. So let's just say. <laughs> What's happening here? Because we got the same question for Lamar Jackson, though. Lamar Jackson, I suppose, yeah. He, I but mean, uh, there are reports that he's rearing and ready to play. Yeah, I think Harbaugh let 70% slip in his presser yesterday. I would say I feel much more confident in Lamar Jackson playing than I do in Tua. Yeah. You don't even have to ask us that question. Of course. Yeah. Even a banged up Lamar Jackson. But let's just say in this, let's just do this. Right. With for, one leg. <laughs> because it's so early in the week, for the sake of the integrity of this draft, let's just say a healthy Lamar and a healthy Tua. I'm with you. Just for the sake of this draft, because it's too early for us to know what will actually be coming this weekend. It so. is Tua early. Yeah. You're right. Let's go to the number five pick in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. To Stone, hit it, please. <laughs> Stone Lebanowitz, who are you taking at number five? Tom Brady. Oh, he's going wow. with Brady wow. in that spot. Wow. That's a little early. I didn't know. He, yeah, it's way early. Theo, yeah. who are you taking? The analysts don't like it. They don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going with a former MVP quarterback, Lamar Jackson. I will also be taking Lamar Jackson wow. with my yeah. number five pick in the NFL quarterback playoff draft. All right, sixth round. Getting hot and dicey here Uh-oh. in the NFL playoff quarterback draft. Let's hit the sounder. With the number six pick in the draft, I, Ken Lavica, am selecting 
Jalen Hurts. Mm. Come on up here, baby. It took me until the sixth round. Come on up here, baby, to take an NFC quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Theo, who are you selecting? While he's up there, he might as well stay up there. I'm taking Jalen Hurts, baby. Jalen Hurts. Big one, ace time. So keep in mind, Stone took an NFC quarterback fourth round, whereas Theo and I held off until the sixth round. And with Stone, he has taken Tom Brady off the board in the fifth round as well. He loves he loves old guys and also mediocre quarterbacks. That's like his that's his like Venn diagram is where it crosses over. Stone, do you want to remind me is Aaron Rodgers in this draft? I'm just wondering. It's just a simple question. I don't know. I I, I, I just maybe I was busy over the weekend. Yeah. I thought maybe I missed something. I know he had a play in game. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. in a play all. Hey, 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 listen up. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you all right? Yeah. It's okay. almost, almost like when Aaron Rodgers was missing guys on Sunday night, how he missed the wrong yeah. button there. Trying yeah. to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying <laughs> off, off the mark. Yeah. Uh, who is mm. uh, who is your your pick in the sixth round of the draft, Stone? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So that's Lamar. where Lamar goes. All right. So again, we are we're assuming that it's a healthy Tua. Just just double check. Yes, Tua's healthy in this scenario. Okay. Let's go to the seventh round. The seventh round of the NFL playoff quarterback draft, and we go back to Theo to make the first selection of the seventh round. Theo, who are you taking with the first selection of the seventh round? This is tough. I think I got to pick Tom Brady. I think I do. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> I'm not happy about Stone, it. Stone, who are you taking? They wrote him off. Ooh. Going with Geno Smith. Wow. <laughs> Come on up here, baby. Are you drunk? Wow. Fine, whatever. With my seventh pick, if he's healthy, I'm taking Tua Tonga of Iowa. Oh. This was a sick round. Whoa, this round has gone way worse. This was a sick round. Will it get weirder? Stone took Geno Smith. I took two in my seventh (laughs) round. The conclusion when we come back. (laughs) He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN (laughs) 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. All right, we might have to call Theo separately this week to finish off our NFL playoff quarterback draft. But we've already had someone call in angry that none of us through seven rounds of our NFL playoff quarterback draft did not take Trevor Lawrence. In fact, Stone took Geno Smith (laughs) over Trevor Lawrence. And I took Tua over Trevor Lawrence, which I think is reasonable. Two over Lawrence is, is definitely reasonable. Yeah. Gino, probably not so much. The, the Chargers are favored over one point over the Jags. I mean, they have no faith in either of those guys, and, and that game doesn't really matter either way. So I saw Trevor it. Lawrence like try to pitch it back to a 5'10 guy and pitch it over his head for a fumble <laughs> the other day. So I, I don't know why. You're feeling would... a little down on him right now? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, would you take Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? And that's a legitimate question. Give me Dak. All right. I'm taking Dak as the better player, but Brock, like the, but. Brock in that system. No, we're drafting a quarterback here. Who you got? The better court, like Just, you got to pick a quarterback. In a vacuum. I, I got to go, Dak. I got to go, Dak. Come on, you got to go, Dak. I trust Brock Purdy more in the playoffs than I do Dak Prescott. Oh You've my never God! Seen Brock Purdy in the playoffs. Who's better in college? Brock Purdy at Iowa State, Stetson Bennett, or Tim Tebow, or AJ McCarron, <laughs> or Dak? <laughs> or Dak, State. Or Dak, Dak is the dog. Good. All right, Brock Purdy comes out on the losing end of all of those. <laughs> but he he was always grooming himself to be an NFL quarterback. This is true, okay? right? Yeah. That's what it was coming down to. 
Good stuff today. We haven't heard yet from uh, Prince Harry's publicist. We'll keep trying for all of you. For Theo and Stone, I'm Ken. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. All right. We might have to call Theo separately this week to finish off our NFL playoff quarterback draft. But we've already had someone call in angry that none of us through seven rounds of our NFL playoff quarterback draft did not take Trevor Lawrence. In fact, Stone took Geno Smith <laughs> over Trevor Lawrence. And I took Tua over Trevor Lawrence, which yeah. I think is reasonable. Tua over Lawrence is, is definitely reasonable. Yeah. Geno, probably not so much. The, the Chargers are favored over one point over the Jags. I mean, they have no faith in either of those guys. And, and that game doesn't really matter either way. So I saw Trevor it. Lawrence like try to pitch it back to a 5'10 guy and pitch it over his head for a fumble <laughs> the other day. So I, I don't know why. You're feeling would... a little down on him right now? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, would you take Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott? And that's a legitimate question. Give me Dak. All right. I'm taking Dak as the better player, but Brock, like the, but. Brock in that system. No, is, we're drafting a quarterback here. Who you got? The better court, like just, you got to pick a quarterback. In a vacuum. I, I gotta go, Dak. I gotta go, Dak. Come on, you gotta go, Dak. I trust Brock Purdy more in the playoffs than I do Dak Prescott. Oh You've my never God! Seen Brock Purdy in the playoffs. Who's better in college? Brock Purdy at Iowa State, Stetson Bennett, or Tim Tebow, or AJ McCarron, <laughs> or Dak? Or Dak, or Dak, is, or Dak is, is the dog. Good. All right, Brock Purdy comes out on the losing end of all of those. <laughs> but he, he was always grooming himself to be an NFL quarterback. This is true, okay? right? Yeah. That's what it was coming down to. Good stuff today. We haven't heard yet from uh, Prince Harry's publicist. We'll keep trying for all of you. For Theo and Stone, I'm Ken. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye.